Everybody, and welcome back to Nostalgia Entertainment System, the premier podcast about nostalgia for nostalgia by nostalgia. Wow! And Paul, I've got some very exciting. I've got some something very exciting to start this episode off with. All right, Josh. And that very exciting thing is that I would like to let you and everyone else here know all about Microsoft Teams. Oh, tell me all about it, baby. Microsoft Teams is a new platform for connecting with your workforce. And really, Microsoft Teams is for everyone. You can instantly go from group chat to video call with a touch of a button, securely connect, access, share, and co-author files in real time, and stay organized by keeping notes, documents, and your calendar together. I love Microsoft Teams. Wow, that's uh, that's a very interesting way for you to start the show, Josh. I uh, I can't think of any reasons why you might, I don't know, be saying that. It's because I got uh, the COVID vaccine today. Oh right, they Im- Bill Gates implanted. Uh, I mean, I don't even know where to go. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I really. Yeah, well, you, you gave know. me a ball and I dropped it on the <laughs> ground immediately. But yeah, uh, go team. Microsoft Teams, that is. Wow. Congrats. Thanks. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, boy, I, I, I didn't think of how to proceed. After. I thought, like, you know what? I'm going to open up with that. I mean, that's funny. I like that. But I just and that I, <laughs> somehow am not able to think of any segue into any other topic. Or yeah, I, how- I have not had the vaccine, so I, I can't speak to the veracity of your claims. I've also never used Microsoft Teams, but I believe it's it's great. I haven't used it either. I'm a Slack kind of guy. That's yeah. why I always say that you should plug the show in your Slack channel. Whoa. So you've got two conflicting computer got- organizational things going on inside your brain right now. Yeah, I got two vaccines today. Oh, my God. I got the Microsoft one and the Slack one. And the Slack vaccine. The Slack scene. I got the Slack scene today, baby. Uh, the only Slack I have is the pants that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> my Slacks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why are they called Slacks? I don't know, but I don't think... I really have never heard anybody be below the age of, like, 40 refer to them as slacks. So I'm guessing it's a generational thing. Because I always call them dress pants. Well, I'm a little confused, I think, as to what slacks are. Are slacks just like dress dress pants? Or is there a specific definition that could also just mean like... Because I'm wearing tan pants right now, and in my mind, slacks are often tan pants. Yeah, like a chinos kind of thing. Yeah. Sl- okay. Slacks versus dress pants. Is it the same? That's what I want to know. We'll find out. This is courtesy of HawkerT.com. Uh, let's answer the main question the clearest and easy way possible. Are slacks and dress pants the same? Yes, they are. Wow. Right off, wow. You know what? Kudos to these guys for answering the question right off the bat. Answer in bold. 
I don't have to keep reading, but you know what? I want to You've know. You've hooked though. me enough that I may keep reading. Yeah, I'm because otherwise, like, I mean, you could tell somebody, like, if somebody's convinced otherwise, you could be like, no, they said it was, and then yeah. you'd be like, why? And then you'd have no idea. They're so. even throwing etymology in here. Oh. The word slacks comes from an old Saxon term that meant loose. Someone that turns. Oh, little grammar issue here. <laughs> Someone that term became the term to call dress pants. <laughs> okay, now this is kind of turning into uh, one of those like AI written articles. Yeah, I mean, you kind of you might have gotten a little too uh, excited too early here for the, and complimented these guys a little too fast. Someone that term became the term to call dress pants. Someone that term became the term to call dress pants. Yeah. All right. That's definitely written by a human being. We encourage you to use also slacks, even if you are a millennial. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, maybe okay. that should be our new thing that we open the show with. We, wait, what was it? We encourage you to use also slacks, even if you are a millennial. <laughs> I like As that. slacks are formal pants, you can expect that mainly slacks are made of all kinds of wool fabrics or wool blends, but also linen. Okay. How do you start off so strong and then turn into this? I don't know, but uh, I love it. I love this website, and I will get all of my information from it from now on. Whoa, hold up. I'm holding. This The first part of this article is completely normal, written by a person. <laughs> like, there's, well, let me, let me, I, I kind of skimmed it, but it seems, let's see. The term sounds cooler, and probably the fashion industry has used it to advertise dress pants in a more fancy way. Perfectly legible sentence. Um, sometimes you can mix. Sometimes you can even mix the term slacks with chinos. Hey, I was right. Or khakis, but that wouldn't be accurate, as slacks don't need to be cotton fabric pants, while chinos or khakis' main features is a cotton fabric used to tailor them. Wow! Another I didn't know that. Perfectly coherent sentence. And then you scroll down to the part where it says, what are slacks? And then everything just falls apart. Yes, you can call them the way you want. Dress slacks, slack pants, or simply slacks. They all mean the same. Okay, that's fine too. Call them the way you want. If you add dress or formal or pants or trousers to the word slack, you will just reinforce the concept of the garment. It you is are okay. just reinforcing. All, all these combinations are widely heard. Well, okay, I guess I guess that's that's the quality dipped a bit there, but it was still coherent. This paragraph, these two paragraphs are a mess, and I don't know what happened there. Maybe anyway. maybe the person who wrote this article heard that advice like write drunk and edit sober, and they <laughs> got real drunk, so drunk that they couldn't sober up from to edit, and uh, now it's just totally <laughs> fucked. Maybe I should read this like uh. Oh fuck! What's the guy? The guy that made the made that wine commercial and he was blasted. What? <sighs> I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh my god! What was his name? He's like a author. Um, he made the wine commercial and got blasted, like figuratively. No, he was. Uh, he he was actually incredible. It, it was Orson Welles, and he. he oh the Orson yeah. Orson Welles commercial. I, I remember now what you're talking about. As dress pants, these slacks are not tight. They're not elastic, but maybe they are different from chinos or khakis. You mean celebrated all around drunk. the world for its excellence? I was imagining like 
did you see the Super Bowl commercial um, where I think it was the Oatly CEO sang like a little song or something about Oatly? This year? Yeah. Oh, to try and like, hey, we're not that bad. Well, There's I'm, some controversy I'm, with Oatly, right? No, not not to my knowledge, is there? I thought there was. I love Oatly. They just oh. haven't been able to keep up uh, with uh, demand of their product. I remember recently seeing a thing that like, hey, don't buy Oatly because they destroy a lot of rainforest or some shit like that. Really? I thought oat milk was like one of the more um, environmentally sustainable milks. Maybe it wasn't. It was definitely some oatmeal, not oatmeal, some oat milk uh, that was making the rounds uh, about don't buy this thing. Hmm. Um, I would like to know this. this. It was in September. We have an article called Why People Are Boycotting Oatly. And Oatly's latest controversy has led consumers to seek out new brands. Damn. Well, let's find out why, but you can continue. I honestly don't even know what I was saying. I'm so distracted. Oh. I love oat milk. I Although I guess I buy Costco oat milk, so that's not uh, going to be... Oh, oh, I was talking about the, um, the Oatly CEO, and he sang a song, and people on Twitter were like, this guy's not very good at singing. And so I imagined it was a similar scenario with this wine commercial you were talking about, like mm. a, a CEO saying a song and then people were blasting him like, that sucks. But no, Orson Welles was just getting drunk in a commercial. And that's yep. hilarious. I love that. Uh, I guess people were upset because Oatly sold a 10% $200 million stake to an investment group led by controversial private equity firm Blackstone uh, Blackstone, a Brazilian company that has been accused of contributing to the destruction of the Amazon rainforest uh, to facilitate farming grain and soybeans. Hmm. So people got upset about that. Well, I mean, that is bad, but that definitely is bad, not but what I was imagining. Yeah, that's bad. But also, is it... I mean, are you... <laughs> And if you're so upset about that, are you going to go back to drinking regular milk? I don't think so. So you might as well just keep drinking your Oatly. Yeah. I mean, it's like there really is no ethical consumption under capitalism. So you might as well just drink the stuff that is still pretty good for the environment, even though the company that owns it did sell a portion of shares to a company it's that a 10 also- A 10% stake. It's, I don't know. If you're getting upset about that, but then you're also still eating chocolate, maybe, I don't know, your priorities are in the wrong place because chocolate is also really bad. Yeah, I mean, there's just like- every, Everything is bad. So I don't know. Farm things yourself or yeah, there, there's turn a blind much, eye like everyone else. In, in movies, there's six degrees from Kevin Bacon, as they say, but in everything else, you're one degree away from bad, pretty much. <laughs> And for everything else, there's MasterCard. I also took the MasterCard vaccine. <laughs> oh, my God. You did three vaccines. Josh, you're pulsing with anti-COVID cells. Pulsing with energy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glowing. He's going to explode. <laughs> oh, God. I would hate it if you exploded in here. It's not a huge room. It's small. Very difficult to organize and navigate in and whatever else i don't know if you exploded right now would it stink immediately or would it take a while before it started to smell bad i did just eat so you would probably have some like 30 minute digested beef <laughs> maybe stinking up the place and You'd i smell like beef i smell i smell like beef <laughs> so it, it would smell like beef and uh i don't know i there's probably some poop in my intestines oh the poop would smell bad you're right about that 
Good to know. Well, I hope you don't explode, regardless I I of either. how you smell. And not just because it would be gross for me, but because I want you to keep on living. I can't explode now. We have an apartment inspection this month. Oh, shit, dude. I don't think I've ever had an apartment inspection. I, this is my first one. So weird. And it's mo- from the letter that they sent us, it's mostly like, hey, we're just going to check the heater and make sure nothing's leaking. Mm. Like, okay. I remember getting those in college in the dorms. We would get mm. uh, the old inspections, which definitely was, I'm sure, mostly like them trying to get people to like, A, clean their rooms, and B, like... At least hide your weed. <laughs> yeah, hide your drugs and your booze and everything else. Yeah. You know what's been happening to me recently, Paul? You have to hide your booze and weed? No, I'm a I'm a free man. Oh, okay. I keep that shit in the open. Wow. Where it molds and gets gross. Mmm. Uh I've been getting I've been getting Dunning Krugered a lot. Oh, that's where you learn about something new and then you see it everywhere? Yep. Did we talk about this on an episode? We have talked about this and it's happening more and more. Mm, I okay. think it was l- late last week. Uh, there was a post that got big on Reddit about someone that found the original source of the burning skier in the Malcolm the Middle intro. Okay. Uh, which I don't know, because we just had that episode and then there was a post about like Hal taking care of Eric Purcell, uh, Hal, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. Hal. <laughs> he in character took care of an actor <laughs> yeah. and refused to call yeah. him by his, his real name and instead <laughs> just called him Dewey. Yeah. And made Dewey call him dad. I mean, it might as well have been. Yeah. Uh, but it was a, a post about, like, Brian Cranston, like, letting Eric Persullivan just stay with his family during the weekends um, so he didn't have to, like, travel across the country every week. Um, and I feel like there was another post that got mild attention. And then this one, right after we just made a Malcolm in the Middle episode, and there was that whole thing where we, like, we had scheduled an earnest thing in advance. Yeah. And it was that. right around the anniversary of his passing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was a recent King of the Hill one or something like that. I don't quite remember. And then I also had another weird Pokemon one that happened to me uh, also, where it's just, like, things that we had, like, have had episodes about and have maybe talked about on the episode are just, like, here's this thing you talked about and it's weird. Hmm. Uh, do you think people are listening to our podcast and then going out into the world and thinking about them and looking at them and researching things about them and finding new interesting things to say about them? Yes. Wow. That's... We have a very, very influential 20 listeners. Yes. It's like, you know, the Forbes list right there. 30 under 30, except it's 20. It's the NES top 20, baby. Yeah, NES top 20. We're going to rate. And you know what we're doing today? We're rating all of our listeners from top to bottom, from best to worst. Ooh, who's worst? You know who you are. <laughs> I'm not saying it prematurely. Best listener, though? That's got to be... That's me, baby. Yeah, that's Josh Tyra. That's me. King of listening to I listen podcast. when we record, and I listen when we edit, and sometimes I listen a third time to make sure it's fine. Yeah. I listen more than all of you. I think Prove by, me wrong. By that logic, I'm probably the worst listener. Because <laughs> I will listen when we record and that's about it. And sometimes I'm in and out even during that. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I got the bottom slot. And I got the top, as it should be. It's a nice little sandwich. Yeah. We got a good a listener sandwich a with nice Josh and Paul Bread. Mm-hmm. That is a thing um, when people say like, 
I guess this is a very not common situation, but like if me and another Paul hug somebody, sometimes like at the same time, uh, people will sometimes say, oh, you're you're in a Paul sandwich. But that doesn't really make That's sense. That's not true because, because you don't refer to a sandwich by the bread. No. Well, no, sometimes you do because I guess is a sub sandwich is the bread sub bread? No, it's shaped like a submarine. Okay. Well, then, yeah. So, yeah. Sub sandwiches are called what's the by what's the filling. <laughs> God. <laughs> sandwiches are referred to as based on what is inside them, not the bread. So it would be uh, whoever's in the middle with Paul bread. That's true. Yeah. Hello, welcome to our bakery. Would you like a wheat sandwich? (laughs) Or perhaps you would like this pumpernickel sandwich. We also have this white sandwich. (laughs) That implies just that it's just going to be one piece of bread in between two other pieces of bread. Essentially, that's a Big Mac. Did you ever, when you were a kid, did you ever have a butter sandwich? And Uh. I don't mean I like her butter sandwich, but... (laughs) Like a sandwich that's just butter and bread? Because I definitely had that. No, but I would do somewhat similar things. I don't know. I would make these terrible sandwiches, which would be two pieces of white bread and uh, like pre-sliced cheddar cheese. Priest-sliced? Pre-sliced. Priest sliced? Priest sliced cheddar cheese. I went to my local parish <laughs> and I said, hello, father. Hello, some cheddar. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have got here a block of cheddar. <laughs> Will you cut it for my, I don't know how the rest of that song goes. No, you were doing great. I think you basically just have to say it in that tone and then you'll be fine. <laughs> um, I would take two pieces of white bread, and I would take uh, some pre, some pre-sliced. I don't know why you're shouting that at me, but okay. Cheddar cheese, uh, and then I would also put sugar on it. <laughs> what sugar? <laughs> and I don't know why, but I remember just, and I would like kind of toast it a little bit. It would just be like a sweet cheddar <laughs> cheese. <laughs> that is more bonkers than a butter sandwich i was i have to say that is weird very weird do you know why you did that like how did you even get that idea i don't know but the weird the here's the weird thing about it though is that later on like years after i'd stopped eating this I, i was probably eating this when i was like five or six years old or something um but years later i remember my parents were watching some sort of like like dateline or 2020 like uh crime documentary segment or whatever mm-hmm. and then there was this lady that was being interviewed and she mentioned making cheese sandwiches in the same way that i was making them really yeah that's, so maybe it's common that that's wild to me i i, I don't know if any listener out there if any of you guys have done that please, I, everyone should try it i don't know if that's true but <laughs> please write in and tell us if you did, because I'm so genuinely curious about that now. It was very strange. Wow. But no, I have I have done that, but I have never made a butter sandwich. Mm. Butter sandwich was pretty gross. I think mine was actually margarine, technically. Ooh. Because my family was a margarine family. Ooh. I would put butter in my rice sometimes and just have buttered rice. Well, that, that sounds pretty good. I No sugar. No, yeah. You're not sugaring it up? No. When you had... Okay. Sorry. Another question about food and sugar. Okay. Um. Yes. When you ate 
Rice Krispies. Did you put sugar on top of there? Did no. you put sugar on top of any cereal? No. It already has sugar. I don't think rice... Does Rice Krispie already have sugar? Oh, I was thinking of the treats. I'm sorry. No, yeah. No, not Rice Krispie treats. I... The cereal. No. And I didn't know that you could. And at one point, I remember getting Rice Krispies because I thought they were like the Rice Krispies treats Mm-mm. and being incredibly disappointed. And I don't think I finished the box. Yeah, I mean, it It definitely was one of those special treats for me. I remember going to my grandma's house specifically and having Rice Krispies with like a spoon full of sugar or two just like sprinkled over the top. And it was delicious. But yeah, on its own, if that's what you're expecting, not it does not live up to that expectation. I remember eating cornflakes plain when I was a kid. Wow. I also remember cornflakes being huge. <laughs> Like the size of potato chips. What? No, that is. They were I was a kid. Were they were. They were. They might as well have been the size of potato chips. Oh, okay. But I remember just like looking at my bowl and saying, "Like, look how big these flakes are." You're like picking them up one by one, dipping them in milk like it's salsa. I don't know. I would have been like, I would have been probably too young. Like, did I have teeth? I don't know because I would have been. This is like before I was probably in school. Is like my memory of eating cornflakes and they were huge. I feel like you should have teeth if you're gonna eat cornflakes. <laughs> yeah, I mean you probably should. You probably have you have teeth when you're four, right? I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. But I don't have. That's kids. my memory about cornflakes. Wow. I I think I I ate frosted flakes. I never really had cornflakes on their own. I haven't. Yeah. I, it's again, and maybe not again. I don't know why I said that. Um. But I did later down the road, maybe in like late high school, maybe even in college, get cornflakes. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I kind of remember liking cornflakes when I was four. I'll try these again. And then, uh, yeah, no, they're not good <laughs> because there's no sugar. Yeah. And I mean, if you're going to have like cornflakes too, like put some raisins in there or something, just have raisin bran. I don't know. But even that's got sugar in it, I suppose. Yeah, I do. I do like grape nuts. I don't know if I've ever actually had grape nuts. It'll wear your teeth down. But also, yeah. I do. Uh, I add sugar to that in the form of honey. Oh, and also sometimes uh, if healthy I, sugar. If I had bought uh, the sweetened almond milk or other milk alternative, mm-hmm. that also helps. But also, there is something odd about its cardboard-like taste that is weirdly appealing. That <laughs> is probably just a sign that I'm old now. Yeah, I mean. Liking plain, bitter, weird kind of things is definitely a sign of getting older. You know, mm-hmm. you like stuff like beer. Mm-hmm. Like, I love beer, but it is kind of like a weird, like, uh, not often not super sweet. Um, you want it kind of like, it's like a dull juice sometimes, you know? It's mm-hmm. weird, but that's what daddy likes. That's what daddy drinks. Yep. Daddy is me. You daddy are daddy. is all of us. Daddy Paul. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going by now. <laughs> Daddy Paul on the podcast. Daddy Paul. If you tell your friends about the podcast, I want you to say, Daddy Paul said something real funny today, and then tell them what I said. Word for word. Yeah. Paul, I've been getting uh I've been getting back into my hobbies lately. Oh yeah? I had kind of like a I had kind of like a weird downer week, mostly caused by work. Mm-hmm. And I just felt unfulfilled. So I was like, you know what? I'm probably I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do some retail therapy. Mm. I spent more money than I should have, but it was on like hobby stuff. So it's, it's things that I like, but I'm I got gonna, really we'll call it the Rena Josh, Rena Josh Renaissance. Sure. Josh Renaissance. <laughs> Josh Renaissance. Sure. Something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but yeah, I just, I kind of like went full swing back into one of my hobbies, one of my many hobbies, uh, mechanical keyboards, mm-hmm. uh, which I mean, like from, especially from like an outside perspective, it's a very strange hobby. And I was wondering if, do you have any weird hobbies? Um, I'm also kind of thinking like, I don't really know what your hobbies are. Well, I was thinking about that kind of earlier today, actually. Which um, is strange because we've been friends for a very long time and I don't know what you like to do. Yeah. I mean, I... My hobbies have kind of, I don't know, it's taken me a while to kind of get into it because I've kind of like flirted with some hobbies here and there, but I don't really have a thing. I haven't always had a thing that I'll like, you know, like spend a ton of money on or I'll like lock myself in my room and just like go at it. Unless you count jerking off as a <laughs> hobby because then, uh, honey, I got a freaking going at job. That <laughs> um, Put that on your resume. Yeah. I Oh, I have. And I do not have a job. Anymore. Oh, man. Um, I, I like to, uh, I like record collecting. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. I consider that a hobby. I, I think it's safe to say running is a hobby of mine now. Ooh, you uh, still, you still keeping that up? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's great. I took a break when it snowed cause I have decided I don't run in the snow, but that's fair. That the weather's getting better. I'm back out there. Nice. Yeah. So I do like to do that. And, uh, I like to do stuff with my dog. You know, I've taught my dog some tricks. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Um, which granted a lot of these are fairly recent, so I would say that other hobbies are probably, fortunately, listening to podcasts is starting to become like a hobby of mine. And I feel like a almost a character trait, which I hate. I don't like <laughs> that. I like to do it, but I don't want it to be known that there's a thing I do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's probably my uh, beer drinking can kind of be considered a hobby. That's if, true. If you try different ones and you like go to different places and appreciate different ones. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. So I like and you're in a very beer. great position to do that. Exactly. The beer comes to me. The beer comes to you. 30 different kinds. You're yeah. like a Baskin Robbins. Yeah, we for beer. Are. But you don't want to mix them. Sometimes you do. I occasionally have people ask to mix beers. How many taps do you have? 31? Can, uh, we, can we call you Beerkin Robbins? <laughs> <laughs> Beerkin Robbins. A beer Beerkin Robin uh Sorry, I'm trying to think of a way to combine it with Smith Family Robinson now, and it's going to get too convoluted. Why? I don't know. I just thought it'd be fun. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it depends. on. There's two locations. So uh, there's 44 at one, and then there's 34. I think there's about 40 at each. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Better than Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Baskin Robbins can suck it. I've never, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever been to a Baskin Robbins. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been to one, I, I have not gone often. It definitely is not a thing that I grew up going to because we didn't have a Baskin Robbins in Helena. Mm. Um, but there is one in Missoula and I have been there at least a couple of times. Ah, uh, there, there was one in Kalispell, but it was on the other side of town mm. where we never went. And I also didn't know anyone that, would go to Baskin Robbins. And I feel like the one here in town is in a weird place too. There's never been any reason for me to go. And uh this is also coming off a little bit for this is coming off a little bit from uh the from the Doughboys and their uh Munch Madness Tournament of Champions this year. Mm-hmm. I like Coldstone. I've never been to Coldstone. Wow. Yeah. Coldstone was in like at least in Kalispell, Coldstone was in like 
the new developing part of town. So like everyone was there and it was easy to get to. Mm-hmm. First time I ever had it. Uh, listen, I don't know what it is if it's not ice cream, but do I give a shit? No, it's creamy and it tastes good. Do I like it when uh, they sing a song when I tip? No. Do I care? Also, no. I I don't know. I don't see what people have against Baskin Robbins. Like, is it because it's not ice cream? Is that it? I, like, I think it's ice cream. Although there's, I think also technically it's-, it's not ice cream because of the air content or some shit like that. Oh, weird. I mean, it's like a Pringles thing. Maybe it's like, nope. You can't call Pringles chips because they're not made of sliced potatoes. It's like okay, it's fucking close enough, and it still tastes good. Isn't that wild, though, that Pringles aren't chips? I mean, it makes sense. They wouldn't make them stackable otherwise. Uh, I recently learned that it was because other chip companies got mad. And really? so they were like, no, we're going to make this a legal thing that you cannot call your product potato chips. Wow. That is, uh, that's petty. Lay's. I'm assuming it was Lay's. I don't know any other big potato chip brands. Tim's, maybe? I doubt uh-huh. Tim would do that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, Tim's a nice guy. Could be that uh, that baby that was in the Ruffles commercials. Mm. Maybe maybe it was maybe it was Miss ruffled. Vicky. Oh, maybe Miss um. Vicky is actually a Miss Karen. Oh, Miss Karen, <laughs> you're on notice. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't know. I think it I think it tastes I think it tastes great. I'll I'll even go that far. I indulgent. Yes, you're talking cold stone. cold stone. Yeah. yeah, I've I've been really wanting ice cream these past couple of days. Um, where, where, okay. If we're talking, I mean, I feel like we can probably be pretty specific here. Um, if we're talking ice cream in Missoula, where are you going to get ice cream? And this can be, you're getting a cone or you're getting it from the store. Like if you are going to get what you really want, when you think of like, man, I want some ice cream. What are you going to get? I am going to walk to Grizzly Grocery Mm. and I'm going to get a Huckleberry ice cream. We'll cut Wilcoxon's Huckleberry Ice Cream Sandwich. Oh, good choice. That is specifically what I do when I really want, especially in the summer because it's a short walk. Mm-hmm. Just walk over there, look for candy and other things that I really shouldn't eat, and I'll always take a trip around to the little little cooler, and then I'll think about it like, mm, do I really want, should I, I really shouldn't, and then I grab one. And you get it. And I get it, and then it's going to melt, so I eat it on my way home. It's a nice I, little walking snack. I was going to ask if you waited till you got home or if you ate it. But no, if it's I'm the summertime, eat, you got to eat it right away. got to eat it right away. But that's when I really want ice cream, that's what I'll get. I love ice cream sandwiches. Ice cream sandwiches are very, very good. I, I definitely... But you, you like the Huckleberry ones the most. I like the Huckleberry ones, yeah. I think the Huckleberry ones are good, but I think if I had a choice, I would choose a plain vanilla. Mm-hmm. I also love... Those cookie ice cream sandwiches. Ooh, those mm. are so good. They're they're a lot, and I wouldn't always take one instead of a, a regular one. But my boy, problem is that good. the cookie is always too hard. Yeah, it's a mess, but it's tasty. There there has to be some food science that dictates. Yes, you can put a cookie in a freezer, but it will still say stay soft. You know, mm-hmm. but it will still taste like. Because I imagine if you make a normal cookie using the same ingredients and methods that you would an ice cream cookie cookie, it will not taste like a cookie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. But there has to be some way to get that end result, right? I bet there is. Because that's always my problem. Like, I I would love to just, you know, chow down on like a Toll House 
ice cream cookie or like cookie ice cream sandwich, but I always know that the cookie's going to be too hard and it's going to hurt my teeth. Yeah. I mean, I guess the way around it would be, and this would be a lot of work. Well, not a lot, but it'd be a good amount of work is you just have to make some cookies that are to like a a good soft texture on their own and then wait for them to cool, make sure they're still soft when cooling and then put the ice cream on yourself. That's true. But that would also still probably be just as messy because then you've got, you know, like a not precise amount of ice cream on two cookies, but it'd be really yeah. good. Oh, fuck. I want cookies and ice cream real bad now. Mm. Sounds so good. Man, ice cream. You know, it's kind of been growing on me. It's chocolate ice cream. Really? Yeah. Like plain I, chocolate? Mm-hmm. I, for the longest time, did not like chocolate ice cream. Hmm. I always thought it had a weird taste and a weird aftertaste that was not chocolate. So I didn't like it. But sometimes we'll just get ice cream here. Like Caitlin will get ice cream or whatever. And it will have like a chocolate swirl or it'll be predominantly chocolate. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say no to ice cream, even though I'm not a fan of chocolate. You know, I'm still going to eat it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of growing on me. Wow. Yeah. I I still don't think I'll seek it out, but. Sure. I I really like um, ice cream with like chocolate chunks in there of any kind. Like I, I, I definitely am not averse to chocolate ice cream in any way, but if I, if I had my way and you know, I get my way, Josh, <laughs> I like to, Daddy Paul gets his way. Daddy Paul gets his way. He gets his ice cream the way he likey. Uh, I like to have like a, like a moose tracks or something like that. Um, or some Ben and Jerry's crazy thing, uh, where you got like, yeah, like chunks of stuff in there. And so you have that vanilla to kind of balance out the chocolatey chunks and fudge and stuff. Mm. Like the Reese's peanut butter cups or whatever. Mm. Mm, that's what I like. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of like the the chunks. Oh, you know chunk. You're it's, anti-chunk. It's a similar thing to the cookie thing where they all they're always too hard. Interesting. They're too hard and they're too crunchy. It's the kind of it's like, I don't know, it's like yeah, it, it's just too, it's too crunchy. It's too hard. I don't like it. I don't have any other words to describe other other than it's too crunchy and too hard. And it. I like how you're almost making yourself mad about yeah. it. Like the more you think about it. I hate chunks and ice cream. <laughs> I feel like I've never had, well, that's, I shouldn't say that. Most of the time with chocolate chunks, I feel like it's all pretty reasonable. I don't think I've ever had any like little add-ins that are, too hard i'm sure there is but i just can't think of any right now i mean i i I don't think what i'm thinking of is anything like out of the ordinary or whatever like what i'm thinking of are like those little squares (laughs) those kind of thin chip squares like in a mint chocolate chip yeah like that kind of thing where it's like that even that when it gets frozen is just like those are harder than other things. It's it's a bad texture to combine. You know, it's kind of like if you... <sighs> I mean, maybe this this is a, not an apt comparison. But like if you had like a hard nut. If you had a hard nut and you just came everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want from your ice cream? I mean, of course. Um, but if you had just like, I don't know... I mean, most most nuts aren't that like hard anyway, but like something that was of that 
hardness in like your mashed potatoes. You know, mm-hmm. where it's like the this is too this is a thing that's too soft with a thing that is much too hard, and it's not the right. I don't know. They're they're two ends of the spectrum, and it should be closer to the middle. Is, I, is really what I'm saying here. Okay. I mean, I I think that that kind of works, although. I don't think there's many hard things you want to find in your mashed potatoes, so it's a hard analogy to work with. But yeah, I guess I don't know. It's like if you have nuts in your gum. <laughs> well, I love nuts and gum together at last. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Speaking of things you watch, <laughs> <laughs> what's that, Paul? We're talking about things you watch today. Where specifically things from the video rental store? Ooh. We'll take a a quick break, and we'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. Sit down. Shut up. And wait till we're back. Kyle, I know you're listening. Imagine the perfect video store. It would have a great selection, right? Right. Over 10,000 videos. Three evening rentals, so no rush, no hassle. Fast checkout. 24-hour quick drop return. Open late every night. Well, the perfect video store... Welcome to Blockbuster Video. ...is popping up all over the country. There's one near you. Blockbuster Video. Wow, what a difference. Welcome back. And just like everyone's favorite dinosaur movie, we're back. Wow. A movie that you might have rented? From the video store. Wow. A little broad topic today. Yeah. Um, I would like to get things rolling here with a distant memory, if I could. Ooh. All right. So I'll set the scene for you. I was... Elementary school age, probably like second or third grade. And I really wanted to watch. I was a strange kid, as I'm sure most most kids are. <laughs> That's but true, yeah. I'm sure that you've also picked up on that as you've listened to this podcast, I imagine. If this is your first episode, I was a strange kid. Um, I really wanted to watch the Flintstones meet the Jetsons, which was a crossover that I had rented before but i had rented it probably when i was like four or five so end game move over yeah that's the biggest crossover event in history truly truly it was um but so this was like a few years later like three or four years later which that's basically double my life at that point so it felt like a thing i was already nostalgic for um and i Go up to the, I, I like scour the video rental store in the kids section. I like looking where cartoons would be. I even go look in the like adult comedy section because I was just like trying to cover my bases and I couldn't find it anywhere. But I had no, I knew that they had had it before. So I like go up to the clerk at the counter and I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. Do you have the Flintstones meet the Jetsons? And the clerk types up on her little computer she looks down at me and she says, oh, we don't have that one. It was stolen. <laughs> wow. My eyes got real big and I just walked back to my mom and found a different movie to rent. What did you rent instead? I do not remember, but I just, that memory for some reason has, has always stuck with me. <laughs> and 
Like in the last few years, I was thinking about how weird it is that they decided to tell me that it was stolen <laughs> instead of just saying, we don't have that. Like they like kept a log in their system. And I don't know if that just means that nobody returned it or if somebody took it off the shelf and ran outside. I truly have no idea what the situation was, but I know that it was stolen from there. Wow. It was stolen. Yeah. And uh, my guess would be the former, that someone just didn't return it. Yeah, which that makes a lot of sense now. But as a kid, I imagined it was the latter and that somebody had like grabbed it and like my video rental store had like those nice, like they're those big scanners, you know, at like the entrance and the exit mm -hmm. so that if you walked with the movie through there, the thing would go off. Yep. So I imagine somebody like grabbing it and then holding it up high so that the scanners wouldn't reach <laughs> it and then running out the door. And I was like, well, of course that makes sense because it's a, the pinnacle of entertainment. The VHS tape. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Specifically, the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Wow. Which I think has some sort of time travel thing that happens. Oh, is that how they meet? Yeah. Have I, you seen it since? No. But I would watch it. Oh. Hmm. I smell a Patreon episode. Hey. <laughs> Head on over to Patreon where you can find not only that someday maybe, but all our, all of our other bonus episodes. I've also even went as far as now to consolidate the Patreon so it's the same as all of our other things. Wow. We're now patreon.com slash NES underscore POD. Nice. No one was going to it anyway, so I figured, you know what, I can change it. Yeah. It's not like somebody's refreshing that every day and now it's going to redirect them somewhere else. Yep. Um, But yeah, that was a, I think that's a good little like lead into a. Yeah, for sure. To our topic today. Do you have any distant memories about renting movies? I mean, I guess I kind I guess sort of. I mean, there there's not really any that like really super stand out to me. I just have like some some tangents, some like tangential memories about going to the video store. Sure. Well, um, well should we should we paint a broad picture first of like uh, what was your your local video store like? Like where what did you go to? Was it a chain? Was it a local place? We went to I guess pretty much exclusively local places. Um like Good for you. We we had a Blockbuster, but Blockbuster cost more and so we never went. And to this day, I still do not understand the concept of wanting to rent a movie for five nights. You rent a movie because you're going to watch it that night. Why would I pay more money to keep the movie around when I've already watched it? Like that was just a concept that has never made sense. And like whenever we, if we would even go as far as like rent like two movies, I think uh, one of the places that we would regularly rent from had like a weekend deal. Mm -hmm. um, so you could get it for the whole weekend for the same price as just renting it like during the weekday or whatever, something like that. They just like had a thing. I see. We'll um, see. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I feel like now, absolutely. There's no reason why you should rent a movie for five days. It doesn't make sense. But as a kid, I would rewatch the shit out of movies. So if I rented it for five days, you bet your ass I was trying to watch that movie as many times as I could before we brought it back. Wow. I was the opposite. I watched it the ones and like, I've consumed this VHS tape. Oh, wow. And I'm done. Rewind, put it back in its plastic case, ready to go back to the store. See, I, I specifically remember, especially if I was like sick on any days that I had the movie, I would absolutely just like watch it. Then, you know, 
go to bed, whatever, do something the next day, then be like, well, shit, I'm bored. I'm going to watch that movie again. Um, specifically, I remember renting the second Harry Potter movie mm. and watching it at least a few times over a couple of days because I was sick and at home and I was like, this is uh, the only movie I want to watch right now. And I normally don't have it, so I'm going to just keep going. <laughs> I, I would do that with the VHS tapes that I owned mm-hmm. or that like we had. So like, if I rented something, I'm just going to watch it the once and then that's it. But like I had, uh, I oh, was it just, I think it was just a few episodes um, of Power Rangers Lost in Space. Uh, I watched that VHS a ton. Uh, I also did the same with A Bug's Life. Mm. Um, and I think there was maybe one, I think I had like, oh, was it? I think it was a, a Batman, like the animated Batman it was a uh, maybe it was episodes, maybe it was a movie, but it was one with Sub Zero. Uh, watched that a Wait, lot too. Sub Zero or Mister Freeze? Mister Freeze, not who's Sub Zero? Isn't he from Mortal Kombat? I think yes. <laughs> I'm surprised I knew that. Yeah, he is from Mortal. Yeah, that's right. I think it was because I have the Mortal Kombat trailer on the brain. Oh, um, which was a very cool trailer. But yeah, uh, Mister Freeze. Um, yeah, I I like I would watch those over and over again because they were there. But like for videos, uh, I'll just take it for the night and then watch it, and that's it. Mm. But as far as video stores, we would like we had my family had like video store phases. So I've mentioned this a few times before, but the Holiday Gas Station that was across the road from my parents' house, uh, that place rented movies. So I remember renting nice. uh, a Double Dragon VHS tape. I remember renting the live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, the one which apparently no one remembers, the one with Venus de Milo, the girl turtle, which whenever I mention this to Paul or other people, it's always like, huh? And I always feel like that may, that should have made bigger waves <laughs> than maybe it did. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it was... Uh... I think it was like a TV movie or like maybe a straight to DVD movie, if nothing else, or straight to VHS, excuse me. Pardon me. <laughs> excuse me. Pardon me. Um, but yeah, because I, it definitely wasn't one of the main movies because the main movies, um, they're like numbered and that one didn't make it mm. to the numbered movies. I, I remember seeing the VHS like covers at, at that gas station. Like, wasn't three, like, didn't, wasn't, wasn't it yellow or something like that? Yes. One of them was yellow. Go back to feudal Japan. You might like that one. Uh, maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. I uh, Maybe I even rented those ones. I don't know. But I do remember seeing those VHS covers. And yeah, maybe I did rent them. I don't remember. But uh, whenever we went there, I feel like it was always the nice attendant, Randy. Uh, he had kind of like a cool like 70s fro. Like a nice... He looked kind of like Bob Ross if he had smaller hair. Oh, okay. Nice tall guy. Mm-hmm. Very friendly. But yeah, go to the holiday, rent a movie, and yeah. Do you think it's possible that Bob Ross uh, was tired of living a life of luxury and fame, and so he decided to fake his own death and settle down in a small town in Montana, renting movies to nice children such wow. as yourself? Never thought about that. But yes, I think that is what happened. Okay. Wow. That's pretty cool. Randy? More like Ross? Bob Ross. Bob Randy, am I right? Rusty. <laughs> um, so we had we had uh we had the holiday phase, and then right next to the holiday is a grocery store called Super One. And 
at some point they started renting out movies, like their customer service area, like expand, like physically expanded. Like they, maybe there was like a storage area or something there, but they cleared all of that out and then had movies and video games uh, that I would rent. So I had the super one phase that probably lasted the longest. Uh, and then another grocery store in town also started renting out DVDs and movies and games, uh, which was Smith's, which I believe in other parts of the country is a Kroger. Got to keep up with super one, something like that. I don't really know, but uh, I would rent things from there. That's where I rented uh jet force Gemini that I mentioned uh, last time on our last episode. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I was talking about this earlier with Caitlin and I don't know how common it is for grocery stores to have movie rentals. I will say that in Helena, there were a few grocery stores for sure that had movie rentals. Mostly the one I remember is Safeway. Safeway had mm, a national or at least more than Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember. We also had a Smith's, but the Smith's closed somewhat early on mm. in my life. So I don't remember if they ever had a movie rental thing. I have a weird thing about Smith's. Okay. Our Smith's used to be a Fred Meyer. And I thought Fred Meyer went away. Like it closed and now there are no more Fred Meyer. Fast forward to like 2017 and I'm in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and I'm staying with a friend. And uh, she didn't, she forgot to make a copy of like her house key. So she said, okay, well, we'll like, grab some food and some beer. And then we'll also get this copied at Fred Meyer. And I'm like, wait a minute, where? Fred Meyer is still around. And I thought that store closed for good. And all of a sudden, and Fred Meyer is like, <laughs> It's like a Walmart. It's like a department store. I've only ever known it as a grocery store. And it turns out it's like you can buy your tires and groceries at Fred Meyer. And that was wild to me. That is wild that there's a store like that that is just a a name of a person. Like, that's so weird to me that you would name a store just after yourself. Like, not like Meyers or Fred's, but Fred Fred Meyer. (laughs) So. All right, kids, get in the car. We're going to Paul. We're going to Paul Carlson Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Very. It's. it was very strange to know that not only was this chain still around, but, like, they sold more than <laughs> groceries. That is weird. I know our Smiths in Helena used to be a Buttrys. I've never even heard of that. I don't... I, it, I don't know if it was local or what, but I it hmm. became a Smiths, and then Smiths closed. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, And I I think at some point, especially when I maybe got older and I realized like, oh, you know, Blockbuster might have some more variety. I remember going to Blockbuster and like very seldomly being able to rent from there. Because like, again, it's like Five Night Rental, which was pretty great. Five Mm -hmm. Night was more than I think most of the local video stores offered. Mm. I think like some of the local places like Super One could manually or like they had to like manually put in like okay this person's taking it for this many days or maybe my dad only ever let me keep a game for two two nights i have no idea that could be but i remember blockbuster being like blockbuster's the place where you get to keep it for five nights but it was also seven dollars or something yeah 
It was more expensive, so it was like, ah, oh, man, I don't, I don't know. But walking into Blockbuster always felt it's like it, it's that kind, it's that feeling of something brand new. You know, like when you walk into, like when you go to a new city, and you're just mm-hmm. like, wow, look at, I've never been to, I've never been to a Kroger before. Yeah, you know, like, ooh, what's like, what's this, an IKEA? That's kind of what Blockbuster felt like to me. Of like, oh, new video store. I've never seen Silicon Valley for the Nintendo 64. It was, a new, a whole, it was a new realm. Yeah, a whole new world for you. Yeah, I Blockbuster was especially interesting, I feel like, because not only did it have like its own, like, I don't know, unique layout that was like, I don't know, when you're like a kid, I feel like it's hard to notice chains, but then that one, for some reason, has always really stuck with me. But all their videos would come in its own case, that just said Blockbuster on the front. It wouldn't have the actual case for the movie. You mean like the one that you took home? Yeah. Mm. It was just like a plain white Blockbuster case, which I never really understood, but it definitely like like walking through there, that's it's like a sea of white cases. Mm-hmm. And occasionally, you know, some of them have the, the covers on there, but I always thought that was interesting. I don't know why they did that. I don't know, branding. I guess that makes sense. And then I guess you're, I wonder if people are less likely to keep a movie if it looks like it just says Blockbuster on it than if they get to take the whole, take home the whole actual case itself. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I, man, you know what I just thought of? Hmm. That awful feeling when like you go to the video store and you know what you want to rent and then there's no copies behind it. Yeah. Oh, man. What a terrible feeling. Yeah. That was bad. Oh, boy. That's how I felt when I tried to rent Flintstones Meet the Jetsons. Oh, man. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. And then you have to, like, God, I know sometimes- You have to pick something else, and you don't want to pick something else. Yeah. As a kid, that was that could be gut-wrenching. And I feel like there were times where I got, like, unreasonably upset, you know? Like, because, of course, a kid can- They don't really understand, you know, what's going on, but- mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. Always good to have a backup. I think my parents eventually instituted a- like a suggestion to me, like, hey, in case you, like, what do you want to get? But also, if they don't have that, do you have any ideas what you want to get? Mm. So I started to think, like, oh, this isn't a for sure thing. But did you ever call ahead and reserve a movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I I did that at Super One for video games. Oh, that I remember makes calling ahead and making sure, like, I'm going to, I want to reserve this because I want to, like, I don't want anyone else to rent this thing mm-hmm. like looking back at it now the stuff that i did at at super one to like and like rent all the stuff i don't know if that was actually a capacity that they had because it's a small grocery store mm-hmm. with like one person just like manning this thing on like a pretty archaic computer system oh super super archaic you know so I, i'm now thinking like when i called and said i wanted to reserve this thing like was that even a thing i could have done they let me do it but were they just being nice i i think about that a lot too because i think at the place i went to they would just write on a sticky note your name and then take the movie and like set it behind the counter and then you would come in and then be like i'm this person so they didn't even type it into the computer but i mean i I guess that's still a pretty solid and you know maybe that's what they did (laughs) Yeah, I mean... That's a pretty solid system. What's your name, phone number, and then just grab it off the shelf and 
put it under the desk. Yeah. I guess you don't need really a system. Mm-mm. No, you don't need to like track it like electronically. But um, I, I feel like not a lot of people did that. But I remember going like there and seeing behind the counter because they would just have them there. You could see what was reserved mm-hmm. and sticky notes on there. And there was always like five movies back there, something yeah. like that. I, I forgot a video store. I'm just now realizing. Mm. Uh, there was another local video store uh, that was probably like Blockbuster's biggest rival, at least as far as like square footage. Mm-hmm. It's Flathead Video. Oh. Uh, which is where I remember renting all of the Ernest movies. It's where I remember renting a lot of the N64 games that I mentioned on the N64 episode. It's where uh, I got kind of mesmerized by the poster of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. They <laughs> it had it on a, the wall, and I remember just kind of staring at it and just like being real confused about what I was looking at. I felt that way about the movie Monkey Bone. Oh yeah, I. Uh, if you if you and any listeners out there remember Bill, who collected movies, um, he was he lived with my grandma. Oh yeah, Bill. Bill. Okay, I thought this was like a person that like like a famous. <laughs> no, no, thing Bill was... who lived with my grandma, okay. of which I'm still not sure what their relationship was. Um, he had a VHS copy of Monkey Bones, and I just remember just like looking at it and thinking like, is this a movie I can watch? Yeah, it was. I don't confusing. think this is a movie I can watch. Mm-hmm. There's a cartoon monkey on here, but also this looking at the back of it. These stills don't look like a movie I can watch. Yes, I felt exactly the same way. <laughs> and I've still never seen it because it still gives me weird vibes. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I mean, I'm sure Brendan Fraser's in it, so I'm sure it's a movie we could, you could watch as a kid, right? He did family-friendly movies. I mean, I'm guessing at most it was PG-13. Yeah. That's I'm, There might have been something in there that a kid would be like, oh. oh man. But I, I don't think it'd be that bad. You know, it was kind of like a pretty shitty trend for... VHS covers back then, which I don't know. I don't think it's a thing now, Hmm. but movie covers like that, where it's like, oh, cool. Look at this fun cartoon animated character. And then they're not in the movie. What? Have you ever, I can't, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever witnessed that. I can't, I don't know what, like was that cartoon monkey actually and monkey bones. I never saw the movie. I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe you'd seen like a clip or something, but I, I guess maybe do you mean like, it's like a, like in the movie, it's like a cartoon, and it's like not a real character. But like they, it's make a it smaller look like. presence than the cover or promotional material would lead you to believe that they actually have. Mm. I feel like that was kind of a trend. I definitely have noticed that with like big name actors. I feel like, mm. like there will be like like I don't know Brian Cranston now will have like a small role in a movie, and he'll be like Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. They'll be like top build. And then like you'll think like, oh, this movie is gonna be yeah. about Brian Cranston and, and then he dies in the first like five, five minutes. minutes. Yeah. Or it, spoilers, by the way. Yeah, I mean, if you were seeing that movie for Brian Cranston, you already are disappointed, I know. Yeah. Um but or like even though it's just like show up for a minute, like I think I wanna say, cause in Pirates of the Caribbean three, I think, Keith Richards plays Johnny Depp's dad, and I feel like he got pretty top billing and hmm. he's in that movie for like five minutes he doesn't even die I wow think. it's been a while yeah i don't know i 
and maybe it's because like I was just skewed that way as a kid because like I see funny cartoon character, ha ha he he. Mm-hmm. I want to watch this movie, ha ha he he. Watch this movie, and then I look at the back of the VHS and I'm like, oh no, boo hoo! There's no cartoon. <laughs> I feel like that happened fairly often. And it would deter me from just like, I don't, I don't want to see this movie. Mm. I wish you I wish you had a specific example. I do too, but <laughs> I can't think of any. It's just a feeling that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I do remember about Flathead Video uh, that did, and again, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly or if I was just, you know, a dumb kid that's exaggerating things. It's most likely that. But I do kind of remember their horror section being not well lit. Oh. And by not well lit, I mean like there was kind of like a low ceiling and the large overhead lights didn't reach that section. Mm-hmm. Um, There's just like an overhang above it or whatever. But I remember kind of getting scared because I was sometimes like walk over there and I was like, what's this? And I look at the back of like signs and I get scared in like, not even a dim part of the, it was just less well lit. Mm-hmm. But I remember just like looking at the horror section thinking like, oh boy, I don't like what I'm seeing here. I, w- I, I got scared looking at the back of signs and I got scared looking at the back of the butterfly effect. Oh yeah. Because that cover was scary I, for a kid. Oh, I believe it. There was movies, I, I wouldn't even pick them up. Like the horror movies, just the front was often enough to scare me. Um, because our, how the video place that I would go to center stage, um, in Helena, it was set up where like you had the, its own sections for, um, different genres, but the new release section would have all genres. So occasionally I'd see some horror movies in there and I would even just see it in the front as I was like, kind of just like walking by and yeah, sometimes those would, uh, freak me out enough to be like, Oh, I don't want to pick that up. Mm Mm-hmm. Flathead video is also where, like, I, I have, like, a lot of very strong memories about, like, just seeing, like, covers and, like, it's just all, it's all image. It's, like, all, like, image memories that I have. Mm-hmm. Like, I very distinctly remember picking up the, the, the like, case or whatever for um, South Park, whatever, like, louder. Bigger, longer. Bigger, uncut. longer, uncut. I remember seeing that and thinking like, I'm looking at South Park. <laughs> I'm not supposed to look at South Park. And I did the same thing with uh, Beavis and Butthead. Just like, I'm not supposed to look at this, but I'm looking at Beavis and Butthead right now. <laughs> did you ever like feel like the store clerk was like looking over at you and you were going to get in trouble? No, I was scared of my parents getting upset. Mm. Where were they? Were they just looking at their own They were movies? looking for a movie for themselves. Mm. I, I did that with... Uh... <laughs> God, this is this is kind of embarrassing, actually. There was a <laughs> at one point in time, there was a cartoon called Stripperella, um, <laughs> which I think was voiced by Pamela Anderson. Oh, of course. And there was a DVD, or maybe it was a VHS, of that in the comedy section at the place I went to at Center Stage. And I never picked it up. But you looked from a distance. I was side-eyeing pretty hard at it occasionally. <laughs> I think I did that with a few like, like covers. Just like, ooh, look at this. Yeah, like just like even though like there's on most covers, I feel like it's pretty hard to find anything actually, like horny. Really, I mean it can be suggestive, sure, but like I mean most of them are going to be like, like jean shorts and a tight shirt. 
Mm-hmm. That's going to be most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what else? What else about Flathead? Video? I remember. So, I think that that area that it was in was like it, it was like sectioned off into like different businesses. And Flathead Video, I think, was maybe the maybe the biggest. I honestly couldn't tell you what else was in there. Maybe mm-hmm. there was a laundromat. I don't know. Uh, but I remember like you would walk in through the door, and like immediately to your left is like where all of their video games were. So, like, whenever we would walk in, I would look over, and it's like, there's the N64 game, and I'd, like, browse through them, and I'd, like, look at them and look at the back covers, um, and, like, yeah, just kind of, of like, look around. The one thing that Flathead Video did that I always hated, though, was whenever we would rent a game, we would always ask for the manual, Mm -hmm. and either it was Forethought or someone else just didn't return it or destroyed it. But I remember always getting photocopies of the manual and being so upset about the quality. Cause at that point I probably had like a couple games of my own. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, full color manuals. And then you watch them reach into their drawer, pull out the cartridge, put it into like, they had like fun, like custom cases too, where oh, like yeah, the, the cartridge this. would like fit into its thing. Mm-hmm. And then they would grab their own, two-side printed and stapled together <laughs> janky manual and just cram that in there too. I'm like, no, I want a, I want a real manual, not not this photocopied garbage. Well, I'm surprised that you had the forethought to ask for a manual because the few times I rented video games, I did not I guess I, think about that. I, should, I, I mostly forgot. My dad would request mm. the manual. That's smart. I specifically remember getting the manual for Donkey Kong 64. Oh. And that was when we found out that, ooh, I can't play this because <laughs> I don't have the expansion pack. Oh. And then I think maybe this is the turn of events. Maybe we went, I think we went back and maybe they had one that we could also rent. Hmm. But maybe they didn't and that's why we went and bought one. Wow. I don't remember, but I do remember renting that game and not being able to play it. Wow, I'm surprised, yeah, that you didn't just go return it. I feel like that's like a thing, that specific situation never happened to me, but I imagine if it did, my dad would have, got, we would have gone back and we would have at least tried to return it. And I'm sure they would have let us. Otherwise, my dad would have had a strongly, you know, he would he would have used like real dad energy to be like, well, I'm mad, I don't like this policy. I know you don't make it, but, and then I would get real embarrassed. So I'd be like, oh, we, we could just eat the, the loss, dad. <laughs> Even though I, it wasn't my money, so I really didn't give a shit. I was mostly anything. mad that I didn't have another movie to watch or whatever. Man, what else about Flathead Video? I guess the only the only other thing that I remember specifically about Flathead Video was like not understanding the ESRB rating system. Oh yeah. At least like I understood like I could play games that had the letter E on them. I couldn't play T games, and I couldn't play M games even though there weren't that many for N64 anyway. But I had never seen the kids to adults one, which was KA. Oh, that one yeah, it was always That was always confusing. a weird one and I was always confused like is this hot? it says adults. But also, I don't understand why Snowboard Kids is for adults. <laughs> or like, I don't understand why Mario 64 is for adults. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, like you'd think there's already everyone. Kids through adults covers everyone. Or is everyone supposed to include babies? I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, I don't know. Which seems ridiculous if they're being that pedantic. We don't want a toddler playing this game. No. 
no, you cannot be, you cannot toddle. You must walk to play this. Yeah. You must be this tall to play this game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that pretty much exhausts my thoughts about Flathead Video. Mm. But I've got plenty more other thoughts about the other stores, but uh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts or like any like, I don't know, just like really strong memories like that about Center Stage? Yeah, I mean, in a different way, I was thinking about how, I don't think they always did this, but like as the years went by and video stores were kind of waning, um, they had, they came up with this birthday deal where on your birthday, I don't know if it was, in my mind it was free, but I'd be surprised if it was free now that I think about it. You could rent a new release and like two old release movies for like a dollar or like $3 or something like that. Mm. And that was like the fucking best because you know, at best normally you go there on a Friday, mom or dad will rent you like one movie. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I was sharing it with my, my brothers. Sometimes I was just getting one for me, which that I think that was usually the case. Usually they let us rent our own one, which is pretty rad, especially when, we got older. Um, but man, picking out three different movies to watch, that was just like the coolest thing. Felt like me. a king. Yeah. Holding truly. all those holding all those VHS tapes or DVDs. Mm-hmm. And so I remember being like, well, we'll watch this one at like a sleepover when like I have some friends over for my birthday. And then these two are just ones that I want to watch. And man, that was so, wow. so awesome. It was just like so much choice and like so much more than I normally got. Um, I always really loved that. Um, another thing specifically about center stage was there was a, I'm not sure what her position was, but somebody worked at my school who was like a teacher's aide or something like that. And she also worked at center stage. Um, and so it was kind of cool to know the person behind the counter. (laughs) Um, and I always like, ever since I was like a little kid, I thought it would be so cool to work at center stage. And so in my kid brain, I was like, that's so cool that she works at center stage. Like, that's so awesome. But now as an adult, I'm like, oh, that sucks that she works like in a school, presumably full time. And then also has to have a second job Mm -hmm. like at night. Like that is very shitty. But she was always very nice. And I always hoped that she would be the one working because, well, I would never acknowledge that I knew her. She would sometimes like call me by my name um <laughs> which i always enjoyed um but yeah that was always fun and wow she was always nicer than like all the teenagers who worked there um which most of them actually were pretty nice but she was just nicer and i i remember occasionally seeing signs up at center stage being like now hiring like apply within or whatever and i desperately desperately wanted to work there <laughs> And a few years later, actually, when I was in, I think I was in college, my friend who I went to high school with, she worked at Center Stage in its final years of operation. Wow. Um, Yeah, which I was always, I would sometimes go visit her when I was back in town. Did you get first dibs? I think so. I don't really remember. I feel like at that point, you know, there was streaming services and stuff. So Uh, not nearly as exciting and not nearly as many people coming in, but I would go there and look at movies and hang out for a little bit. Um, and yeah, it always seemed very cool. Wow. Yeah. 
But uh, as far as other movie places in Helena went, there was a few. There was Playtime Video, which was another local one that was across town from us, which um, Center Stage didn't have video games. So we either had to go to Blockbuster, which was another one we had, or Playtime Video. Um, But for some reason, I think Playtime Video specifically, we didn't ever go there because my parents were convinced that their movies would mess up our VCR, (laughs) which might have happened one time, I'm guessing. But that's insane to think that all videos at a place that (laughs) rents movies to people as their only source of income would fuck up our VCR. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering that. But um, so, yeah, there's Playtime Video, which we never went to. But I did go with friends there. Um, there's playtime video and movie gallery, which movie gallery was the only place that had an adult section that, uh, was exciting. And I think that place, I want to say you could pay like a dollar per day. So like you could pay like $7 and have it for like seven days if you wanted. Dang. Um, then there was blockbuster, of course. And those are the only ones that I remember Mm. in Helena. And we similarly didn't often go to Blockbuster because it was more expensive than a center than center stage. I again really thinking back to like my memories of wow, Blockbuster is a new is a new world. I have vague memories of our Blockbuster having like adult video, mm-hmm. but it was also kind of out in the open. Like it wasn't sectioned off because I know like I would not have gone beyond any sort of barrier, right? Knowing me, like, no, like I I will get in trouble if I go beyond a barrier. But I remember just like high up on some shelves where kids probably can't see. Mm -hmm. I remember just like seeing like, wait a minute, that says Girls Gone Wild. And I've heard of that. Whoa. And it was a kind of thing where it's like, I think. Schwing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I vaguely remember like, I think like even picking one of them up and like looking at it and it was a kind of like, like everything was, it was all censored Yeah, and it was censored with like stars and I was like, huh, I guess I, I guess this is what this is. And I put it back and then I think rented Final Fantasy or something like that. But like, I remember just being like, just regularly on the floor. It just seems weird that it's like those should have been blocked off. Yeah, that is. But maybe I'm misremembering, but I do some, sometimes somewhere I definitely looked at like DVD copies of Girls Gone Wild, just like looking at the covers of them. Hmm. So I don't know, but, uh, kind of, kind of, I don't know, moving sideways, I guess to, uh, like being friendly with the video store staff. It was kind of like that at Super One. Mm-hmm. Like we went there so often and I would rent games from there pretty much every week that like the people just knew who I was. Yeah. I think even to the point where they didn't even need to know my phone number. Wow. Like they would just know the last four of my phone number and would just type it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a- after the flathead video phase, Cause I, I think, it, I think it went like holiday cause I was super young and then flathead video and then super one. Um, so and like super one, I was old enough to like go there by myself. I, it, it was also like a lot, a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Like 
I guess we think of like what a typical, I don't know what a typical blockbuster is, but maybe, I don't know. Cause I imagine our blockbusters were small in comparison to other ones in bigger parts of the country. Yeah. I mean that, that prop, that makes sense. Like I, but I've I, never been to any of the other ones. I haven't either. And I, I, I'm bad with square footage. So I have no estimate on how big this, like, I don't know. I can't give a comparison. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know how big it was. If you're 13, it's like maybe 50 steps to the other side of the 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 room. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't very big. So not, not a huge selection. Um, but like they still had new stuff and, and everything like that. But I, before they switched over to like DVDs or like when it would be like half DVD, half VHS, I always remember renting VHS tapes and it was the one place where I could finally watch Nickelodeon. Because mm. again, we did not have cable TV. So my only way of watching Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network or like Disney stuff was just like renting the VHS tapes. And I remember it was so fun, like just like getting a Nickelodeon VHS tape and it was orange. Mm-hmm. I remember oh, yeah. thinking they also looked tasty. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, like I, an ice cream bar or something? Yeah, like, like a, an ice cr- orange creamsicle. Yeah. You could just bite into this VHS tape. That's a really funny thing. I never, that never considered, or that never... I never considered that. <laughs> like, oh yeah, eating a VHS. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember, I remember like renting, uh, or like like renting these Nickelodeon VHS tapes. And that was the first time I ever saw Courage. Uh, first time I ever saw Hey Arnold and Cat Dog and Ariel Monsters. Mm. Like never saw them on TV, and only ever watched the one episode that was on these tapes. See, I remember renting episodes of scooby-doo a lot Ooh, i also remember there is there was one that actually kind of scared me no it was a game oh a scooby-doo game there was a scooby-doo gamecube game that or n64 that actually scared me wow i think i want to say courage the cowardly dog was cartoon network because i think it was. was an episode of courage the cowardly dog on one of the scooby-doo tapes that i would rent Ooh, you know that sounds very familiar i might have seen that same one but it's either that or I had somehow recorded a VHS thing at my grandma's house and happened to get a Courage the Cowardly Dog episode mm. on whatever I was trying to record as well. I don't remember which it was, but I remember it was the one with the slab, like the the mm, Pharaoh, the mummy wants to return a slab. Ooh, you know, I might have seen that exact same one. So whatever it is, I think I might have... We must have rented the same thing. Yep, probably. That sounds very. I, I think it. I think it must have been on like a Scooby Doo or something, like VHS or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are fun. I always loved those because you get a few episodes Scooby Doo in there. Hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like the Super One phase is definitely when I like I was old enough to like walk across. Whenever I say road, it wasn't a road, but I had to cross a highway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and it's you know like a highway, like it runs through town where it's like. Two lanes, median two lanes, mm-hmm. but I like have to cross that. And but then I'm in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, but I remember just like, oh yeah, going to the video store, gonna go rent a GameCube game. I think I rented the entire GameCube library that wasn't sports. Wow. How many? How many is that? Uh, they had like fifteen non-sports GameCube games. It was not a lot. Okay. But uh, this. Super One is where I rented uh, Mystical Ninja starring Goemon, my favorite 
Nintendo 64 game and my favorite uh, video game ever. Wow. That and its sequel. And it just it's just very strange to me because like that again that must have just been like a like a bargain bin <laughs> game for them cuz like I can't like it's not a popular game so I can't imagine they would have gotten like if they got like they had, you know, Mario 64, they had like they had Bomberman 64, they had some other like well, you know, now that I think about it, they didn't have that many notable games other than the original Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one that like stood out, at least to my dad, which is why he wanted to rent it. And I'm glad he did. Yeah. Uh, but it just did not really fit. So it must have just been like, the only way that it fits is if it was very cheap. Mm-hmm. So then they can like buy it and rent it out. But I remember having to rent that game a lot to finish it. Like a month. Oh, I bet. <laughs> like renting it like every week for a month to finish that game. I think the closest thing to that that I did with my dad was because we didn't ever rent video games, really, for the most part. But we started watching the show 24 Mm. when I was in, like, eighth grade. And so we would have to rent the seasons from the the place so you could get one disc at a time. Oh, really? Well, I mean, we could have got all seasons, but, you know, my dad wasn't. Oh, wait, a whole season fits on a disc? No, sorry. So I'm, I'm not explaining it right. So you rent one disc which had like four episodes. Okay. We watched, you know, like a couple episodes, two nights, and then you return it. And then the next week we would go back, get the next disc. So, and since it's a show you have to watch like in chronological order, like that took a while for us to get through there, especially because there was a couple of weeks where, you know, we didn't go rent movies for whatever reason. So, and you had to hope that they had the disc you wanted. Yep. Which was- That's also true. Mm -hmm. That's also true. Do Do you remember like when- the video stars started carrying DVDs. Um, I remember. Okay, I know that Master of Disguise was the first DVD that I wanted to rent. That was when Center Stage was starting to carry things in only DVD and not buying the VHS. Oh, that's right, because they would carry both. Yeah, for a while they had both, and I don't remember when it started to be both. But let's see, when did that movie come out? Because that will tell us when. Ooh, how- 2002? Yeah, like 2002, maybe 2003, Master of Disguise. It's going to end up being like 1999. No, you were right on the money, 2002. Holy shit, I'm so bad with years, I can't believe I got that. Yeah, so that came out in 2002, so it would have been probably like 2003 when they finally got the physical copies. Um, And that was definitely when, yeah, the shift suddenly started to happen, and that was what made me buy a DVD player. Like I had to save up for a long time and I bought one before my parents did so that I could watch Master of Disguise. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Man. Um I, you know, I wonder what I can't imagine that Super One is still renting video. So I and I haven't been there like in a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that square footage is used for now. I feel like, and I might be wrong about this, but I've been to the Super One in Polson somewhat frequently, and I think they still rent movies at that location. Whoa. I mean, it's not their main business, so I mean, like, they they can still do it as, like, a side gig. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I mean, I know, unfortunately, like, Center Stage is closed now in Helena, and Crazy Mike's in Missoula 
which I had an interview at one time and I did not get hired for. And I, that job would have been fucking awesome. Um, yeah, all, all the all the uh, video stores these days seem to be closing, except for that last blockbuster and where's yep. that Portland or somewhere in Oregon? Yeah, maybe. Oh, I think it's Bend. Mm. I have some sweatpants from them. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, they had a big like merch thing um, at some point, and somebody posted it on Reddit, and I guess it really blew up. But they had so many orders come come in, it took a really long time to get the sweatpants. Wow! All good for them. Yeah. They had all sorts of weird stuff. Wow, yeah. I, I, next time I go back, I should. I, I'm. I'm. Gonna, I'm curious. I'm going to check out what what that square footage is is used for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also remember, like, man, that must have just been like a supply closet or something. Because now that I think about it, the very back of that had an emergency exit. Oh yeah, that would make sense then. So maybe it was just like a supply closet or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they just like, oh, well, I guess we'll just keep this here because I remember just like, it was it was it was toward it was a very back corner of that room, and like it was surround like the the shelf to the left and to the right of the door were dramas, so I never hung out there. But when my parents were just like looking for a movie, I would always be so scared that I might lean on the door accidentally oh. and like set off an alarm. Mm-hmm. Never did. Good, but that would have been. Terrible thing to experience as a young kid, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Especially one as sensitive as you and me. Yep. I can't believe I evacuated a whole grocery store because I was bored. <laughs> I, one time in high school, I, I think I accidentally evacuated a McDonald's. <laughs> what? Because, well, I was there with some friends and we were like dumb high schoolers. So we were like 15 and we were at McDonald's and then we were going to leave. And as I opened the door, my friend was like, that's an emergency exit. And I looked up and I was like, oh, you're right. But at that point, no alarms had gone off. And I was like, well, maybe it's broken or maybe it's only sprung if you open it all the way. Mm. So I like closed it and then we went out a different door. And I was like, okay, nobody said anything. So I'm going to assume this is fine. And then uh, we like drove somewhere. And then like 10 minutes later, like we're driving back that same McDonald's and there was a fire truck outside. Oh, oh my. And so I was like, well, uh, whoops. Maybe, probably. Who knows? Because sometimes I don't think they're even like wired for anything. Uh, yeah. Because they're a place that I used to work at has like an emergency exit, like in like at the end of a hallway. Mm-hmm. We use that just as a door. Oh. And I think it's mostly there just to stop people from walking into the back of the business. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's full on emergency exit, everything, everything. But like, it would not like. You'll you'll just see employees go in and out of that door because that's how you get to the back. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess I guess it entirely depends on whether or not it's a real emergency exit and not just we don't want to put an employees only sign. I guess yeah. No, I don't. Or something. I, don't know. I I honestly don't know why it just doesn't have like that door didn't have an employees only sign. It is it is explicitly an emergency. I guess it could be both. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you, you just know? had the employee-only sign, then they probably would have been like, you need to have an emergency exit. And they were like, well, this is our emergency exit. I mean, I suppose so. But also, if it's an emergency, I'm pretty sure people are going to be just like, hey, I'm an employee. Go out this door. You, yeah, hopefully. So. I guess. I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a bunch of laws, you know? <laughs> I thought you were going to say are, a bunch of lies. No. I'm sure it's a bunch of laws that dictate it. You know, it's yeah. like, it, 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 it's like the weird thing with like bathroom signs. I don't know because I because I, I I I think that's a thing 
I don't know if it's nationwide or whatever, but like if it's a if it's an actual business address, regardless of if you have people coming in and out of it, mm-hmm. like your bathrooms need to be labeled. Like it's it's very strange. Like there's there's a YouTube channel that I watch, and every now and then you'll catch glimpses of them recording. Like they essentially work out of they they like rent a house mm-hmm. and they essentially work out of it as a business. Um, which I'm not sure how that works. Like, I don't know, maybe laws are different in California. That's where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really weird when like you see like them recording with their phones or whatever, and they're walking through a house, but then you just see like those blue restroom signs. Yeah. It's but like I'm I'm pretty sure they have to by law have those signs up. Cause I remember when I worked for I worked for like a place that was, was like a gallery that was opening up. Mm-hmm. And there was a weird thing that they couldn't open yet because they needed to get signed for the bathroom. Oh. And there was a whole bunch of bathroom things that they needed to get in order first before they could officially open and like get all the paperwork signed and like whatever. That is interesting. All very strange. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure emergency exit and having it listed like that is one of those things. It's probably more strict rules about that. Some red tape that I don't know about. Red tape for a red sign. If there's any uh, county or whatever uh, workers out there who specialize in this kind of bureaucracy, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Explain it to us thoroughly. Please. I think our listeners would love that. I know I would. Me too. I, I, there is and I'm the number one listener. Yeah. And I'm interested too. And I'm the bottom listener. That's a listener sandwich for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have any other thoughts about the video store? Uh, No. I mean, I... I genuinely miss them because I don't know. I mean, there's something I don't even know what the the word is. It has that je ne sais quoi um, <laughs> where you uh, you like are going into the video store and you're like looking around at the different movies and stuff. And if you're lucky, you see like the staff picks area, mm-hmm. which granted, actually, Center Stage did not have that. But I don't think any of ours did either. I love to see that like other places. I know Crazy Mike's used to have it, uh, but it, it was always nice. And you go with a friend or something, and like you can like look through there and like be like, oh yeah, I wanna I wanna rent this because they would have more options than like you know like Netflix and Hulu and stuff in some ways because they weren't beholden to like distribution or um, like rights whatever licensing, licensing fees. Yeah, because they're like, well, we're just renting out the video, so they they would have pretty much everything. Whereas now, if you want to watch a specific movie, sometimes it can be harder to find because you're like, well, it's not on any of the streaming services. So what am I going to do? Like, at least then you would be like, well, I have the option to find this specific movie. Oh, it's just gone. Cool. I'll watch it like next week. Or if week they didn't have it, like sometimes that. you can just ask. Yeah. And hey, they... could you get this so I can rent it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That was awesome. And yeah, we definitely don't have that option anymore. So there's like lots of great movies that just aren't available. And you're shit out of luck unless you want to like buy it off of Amazon or something like that. But you know, yeah, yeah, I don't know because it's it's the, like the the media consumption landscape has just like it's I don't know it's all different now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the video stores I think afforded people like the variety that like streaming services do, but also it was just a lot cheaper. I think oh yeah, definitely was a lot cheaper. Oh yeah, you know I mean it's like I don't know, I, I mean. I guess it depends on usage, but even then that's like maybe kind of like a, maybe that's like an apples to oranges kind of comparison, you know, where it's like, 
you pay X amount of dollars for Netflix, but you're also watching Y amount of hours. Mm-hmm. Whereas, but it's also like, are, do you really want to watch this? So you're now you're thinking about Z quality or desire to watch that thing. I don't know. So you have that versus just like, I know what I want to watch or I'm interested in this one thing. So I'll spend $2 and then watch it for a night. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, aff- it afforded people that kind of variety. Cause now if you want to do that kind of thing, it's like, oh no, I, I don't want to fight like, these streaming services don't have this thing. It's still accessible buying it on the internet, but now I have to pay full price for the fucking DVD. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. Or it, like you can like buy it off like Amazon Prime or something like that, but then you got to figure out how to like get it on your TV and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it's also only on your thing. It's like, oh man, if I'm going to, I don't know. Yeah. You can't like lend it to anybody. Yeah. There's just a lot of things that are, yep. are gone. Yep. Which yeah. there's, there's positive sides to it as well, but. I'm focusing on the negative, baby. I'm a negative baby. You're a naggy baby. (laughs) Yeah. Daddy Paul is now a naggy baby. (laughs) I want to watch my movies on a VHS tape. Do you think they'll ever make a comeback or any any sort of just like physical? Because like everything's digital now. So I don't know like what, how, I don't know how you can have a rental service. Yeah. I mean, like the only thing I could think of would be like, if you had like a video rental store, but also a streaming service somehow, like kind of how like you like could do old Netflix. Yeah. Like how Netflix would do. Yeah. You could like get ma- stuff mailed to you or you could also use the instant streaming stuff. That's right. Kids. Netflix used to mail out DVDs, which is a kind of a weird thing. Even then when it was happening, I was like, what? Like I could just go to the VHS store and then. I get it that day instead of waiting three. I days. think I think the big thing was just like variety. Yeah, because like I um, well clearly it worked for them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I I remember like one of my friends. Uh, I remember he he got on Netflix like super early, and pretty much all he like got from Netflix was like Criterion collection stuff. Mm. That at that point video stores like had already started waning. Yeah, or closed, and even then like. Super One doesn't have any Criterion Collection VHSs or like DVDs. Mm-hmm. They have six copies of Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna expect them to have this thing? It's like yeah. no. So yeah. Friday, I think, was a big part of original Netflix. That and also, I think you could just keep it for however long you wanted. Yeah, that was that was also part of it. Which I don't know. In my mind, like, I, I mean, opposite to how I felt as a child, I just want to watch it once and then give it back. Like. Yep. If I'm going to have time to watch a movie, I'll just drive to the place and pick it up and then take it back the next day. I'm I'm not really that inconvenienced by watching, time. by having a DVD. Like, I don't know. I'm not a busy man, though. I don't have a lot going on in my life. <laughs> Renting movies has always, to me, felt like a very purposeful thing. Yeah. You know, you're you more are, intentional. You're, yeah. There's there's a lot of intent behind going to the video store and renting a thing. Like, I can't imagine, like, renting a thing and being like, oh, yeah, I never watched that. Why did you get it? Yeah. That Why w- did you go there and like take the time and spend the money to do this thing if you didn't go home and immediately do the thing? That, okay. So I remember one time renting a movie, like going to the place, renting it, taking it home, and then not watching it again because it was a movie I had already seen. <laughs> it was Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> Star Wars. And I started to watch it too late at night and I started falling asleep, mm. and so I had to stop it, and then I just never got around to finishing it, and I f- still 
feel bad about it to this day. <laughs> I think the only movies that I ever didn't watch were ones that I thought were bad. Yeah, that's like, I, like I, this is boring and I don't like it, so I'm not gonna watch it. Ooh, or the the ones that were like dirty, you know, when the tapes would be dirty and then it oh, would yep. be like all like fucked up on your screen. Yep. I would sometimes re- try to return those and they would sometimes let us uh, get another one. Oh, nice. Really nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm just now remembering. What? Um, when like widescreen TV started becoming a thing, like we didn't have, mm. my parents actually never had a widescreen TV mm-hmm. probably until after I like moved out. And then, like one of their, like one of my mom's friends gave them a new TV, like their old one. Because mm-hmm. I remember always having to like go. Because remember, you have to like look for the full screen version or the widescreen oh, yeah. version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get lucky and it'd be like those dual layer discs. Yeah, would be one or the other. Because um, I remember having to wait. Oh, I don't even know if there was a widescreen version, but I remember having to wait a while to get the full screen version. I think of Kung Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Have you ever oh. seen that? Yeah, is that the dubbed, the weirdly yeah. dubbed? Yes, uh-huh. I have seen that. Very funny. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't seen it in a long time. I I remember having to like, I think it was it was that I don't know, but I remember like having to wait sometimes, just like, well, I guess I'll try again because there's no full screen version because we still have a CRT TV. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I remember remember that happening. I think most of the ones at ours was full screen, like thankfully, because uh, Helen is a pretty behind the times place. Um, but yeah, I remember occasionally getting the widescreen ones and being like, ah, fuck. Yep. I got these black bars, Mm -hmm. which still happens to me on my TV. Huh? Sometimes the black bars. Yeah. I think it's because now I'm going to get into another thing here. Okay. I still do not understand why. And I guess I'm sure there's sort of artistic merit to it, but like movies are all in letterbox. That's why you get the black bars is because they're filmed in an even narrower aspect ratio mm. than a 16 by 9 TV. So you're still getting black bars because what they're filming is wider than what is already out there. You know, like if I were to watch those movies on this monitor that's behind me, I probably wouldn't have black bars. And if I did, they'd be a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. It's it's things like that, you yeah. know, where it's like, well, I wonder why like... And I guess if you want a true movie experience, that's why people buy projectors because they don't have to deal with the black bars. Yeah. Because when they do project, it's just no light. But also, I like, I don't know. I wonder why they don't make ultra wide TVs. All the movies out there are, are like in letterbox. Man, that was another thing. Like whenever you do get a movie and you didn't check and then it was letterbox on a standard definition TV. Mm-hmm. It's like looking at a little screen within a screen. Yeah. <laughs> it was it terrible. Was, it I don't think I ever didn't watch something, but I probably came close to it for that because of yeah. I'm sure that was an issue with like Lord of the Rings or something. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, when Lord of the Rings was coming out, I remember getting those guys on VHS, and I remember my brother renting the Return of the King with the double stack tapes. Whoa, yeah. I think I watched those on DVD. Wow. I remember buying the extended edition. Like that was like one of the first things I spent money on. Wow. That I well, not one of the first, but a thing when I started when DVDs were coming out, I remember buying the extended DVDs and mm. being very happy with them. Wow, maybe that should be an episode. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I know some things about it, but well, we could watch it together. I will say I just rewatched the first one and the second one recently, so ooh, might wait a bit, or you could just watch it on your own, actually. But that would be fun. I know we know plenty of people who love Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's true. 
Eh, well, if you're interested in a Lord of the Rings episode, let us know at NES pod on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. NES underscore pod. Excuse me. Excuse you. Well, Paul, we actually did have some final thoughts about, about video yeah, stories. Yes, we but did. Are there any final, final thoughts before we wrap up? No, just uh, that I miss him. Yeah, I would. I would have loved to experience the video store, uh, not as a toddler, you know, yeah. and not as a teenager who paid in quarters. So, yeah, I mean, closest thing, I guess, was you, you had uh, Crazy Mike's here in Missoula, which closed down, unfortunately. But that place was awesome. Yep. We, I mean, I did go there. Mm-hmm. Did rent some stuff. Actually, you know what? I do remember the last thing I ever rented from Crazy Mike's. It was a Goofy movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did we watch that together? Or did you watch it separately? From I watched me? it separately. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I rented a Goofy movie. Uh, I guess that's it for episode on uh, on the video store and video rentals. Uh, again, if you have any fun memories about going to the video store, let us know on Twitter and Instagram at nes underscore pod, or you can send us an email nostalgia system podcast at gmail com uh what else for twi- for plugs uh you can find us on twitch uh twitch.tv slash nostalgia system podcast i stream video games on the internet you can watch me play games uh i'll probably do some haven't done it lately because i've been busy uh but i'll probably do some more probably this week which would have been last week when you're listening to this wow um but i'll probably i, I, don't, I try to stream on the weekends uh what else share the show with your friends uh, the only way, I don't know. I just want more people to listen and people will only listen if you tell other people about this show. So put it in your Slack channel, put it in your Microsoft teams channel. Whoa. I'm sure you've got one of those Microsoft teams. Share uh, it with your Microsoft teams. Share it with your, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but please, uh, just tell one, at least one person about the show. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, finally, you can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash NES underscore pod. We release bonus episodes on there, little after dark, little after darks, uh, where Paul and I just talk about nothing for like 30 minutes. After dark, more like after dorks. That's we're weird, dorks. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's it for the show. Paul, do you have anything to plug? Nope, nothing at all. Uh, yeah, well, I suppose that's it. Thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scanlines. You can find them on the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. That's Moon, R-A-Y-K-E-R. Paul, what's our next episode? Next week, we're ranking childhood art supplies. It's the school art showdown, baby. Woo! Da, 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 da. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>